This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast of the rising costs of living in Canada, we want to know from Shift Heads, what's the most expensive thing in your life? We play game, Showy. I'm Shane Hewitt. Me and Brendan Kelly, we go head to head in the Ottawa edition of Game Showy. We learn more about the nation's capital and we scrap it out for beaver tails, the super yummy cinnamon dessert. Plus, are you okay with evictions and more? It's all on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you okay with evictions? Uh, I no, not really. I mean, I understand that there are nightmare tenants that have to be kicked out a hundred percent, but uh, man, like when someone's down on their luck, uh, you get kicked out by force. That's scary, and uh, I consider myself very grateful that uh, I have good landlords, and if. I ever got into a bad situation like that. I don't think it would ever come to uh, any kind of forced eviction, but uh, it's kind of, it's a scary word, honestly. Mm-hmm. It is a scary days. word. Like there's an agreement. There isn't a business arrangement and a business, a business agreement. And if you can't make your rent, um, you're breaking that agreement. Now, the thing about the agreement though, is that this is where it's really hard. I mean, I'm a capitalist, so I'm all for everybody making the money, but I, I, I'm, this is where it doesn't add up, really, because I, I feel like everyone can make their money responsibly and respectfully and fairly. So if the notion is that I'm just going to jack your rent and I'm going to use lawyers and um, and all of that to kick you out, that's not really an agreement anymore, is it? I mean, that's basically forcing your hand saying, by the way, you have 90 days to either move and get out or or, or you pay more money. And it's cheaper to pay more money in the short term than move and get out because not everyone can do that, right? So it's an agreement, but then some people take full advantage of the situation and don't do that. Now, don't get me wrong. Someone's taken on the risk of owning that building, that house, whatever. They're the ones that have the risk. I'm a renter in this place. I have no risk. Something breaks, I just call Scott. Hey, Scott. Door not broke. So I get that. But evictions and the way they go about them, and I just guess as a landlord, if you're going to raise rent and and follow market trends on your costs, I still think you can be a caretaker for the people that live in your place. You can give them time. You can say, look, um, I'm going to raise the rent. Um, It's happening. We can't afford to continue this anymore. But you got six months, or let me help you find a place in 90 days, or whatever it is. I mean, you have a relationship. So I would go there. BK? Well, my former roommate, friend, owned a couple of properties, and he tr- had an issue with trying to evict people who were causing damage to the property, and it was actually really, really difficult. It was an yeah. incredibly difficult process that went on forever. He wasn't able to really do the eviction. He, the easier thing to do was reclaim the use of the property, uh, which is what people have to do, and that's what a lot of people do, a lot of landlords do um, with regards to trying to charge more rent down the future. So they reclaim use of the property for themselves, and then they can put it back on the market in a few months with a jacked-up rent. So I think that like evictions, when it comes to people causing property damage, are actually pretty hard to do, and there's kind of a loophole with the whole, you know, yeah. um, well, taking that's this back that- and jacking the rent up. Yeah, rent control type scenarios where you're only allowed to raise the rent certain amounts over a certain course of time. 
uh, what Brendan's speaking to is the loophole that basically says that if you're paying me $1,500 a month rent and I want to jack your rent by $500, I can't really do that because there's usually some caps in place. But if I say, by the way, you got to get out by this day and I'm going to move in, and then I, air quotes, move in, probably clean, paint, and tidy it up, and then I jack the rent for the next guy at 2000 bucks, and, and no one can say anything because there was no rent increase. It's a new renter. That's the loophole. Well, down in the States, a Massachusetts woman, she wasn't ready to be evicted, so she died, decided to defend her home with bees. In fact, swarms and swarms of bees. The Hamden County Sheriff's Department was at 49 Memory Lane in Longmeadow. They were serving a court-ordered eviction to the owner of the home. When they got there, deputies encountered a group of protesters. Shortly after, Rory Woods, 55, of Hadley, arrived with hives of bees on a trailer being pulled by her SUV. According to the Sheriff's Department, she donned a beekeeper suit and began working the lids to release the bees before the deputies intervened. Well, I go to bed some nights and I can't sleep because we're worried about potent, you know, evictions that we have on our plate and the sadness and the children involved and the elderly person that we're, what are we going to do? And uh, But never in my wildest dreams have I ever gone to bed at night wondering about you know, what to do if there's going to be thousands of bees unloaded on us. I don't know if they do that in basic training for police officers. Um, creative, though, especially the beekeeper suit. That's yeah. WWLP News to give them credit. Several officers were stung by the bees. One ended up going to the hospital. The woman even put on the beekeeping suit and tried to make the bees angrier. <laughs> it's, just, it's very superhero, right? Like, unleash the bees. During the eviction process, the Hampton County Sheriff's Office claims that attempts to contact the person and offer help, including job placement, health, mental health issues, as well as substance use disorder. And they clearly need to add on checking if they're a beekeeper. <laughs> I, I think it's creative. I'll give it points it's, for that. It's genius. It didn't work. I mean, she got arrested and charged. But, I mean, she she used bees as a weapon. Wouldn't that be environmental warfare right there of to not be evicted? It's the it's a first and uh, it's uh, I can't help. But yeah, kind of it's wrong. But you know what? Props, props for for trying. Hmm. Are you okay with contacts, contact lenses? Uh, I, I, I like not having to wear glasses. I also enjoy how I look with glasses, but contacts, if, if I'm very blind, right? I have horrible vision. And so contacts give me a lot of freedom that I didn't have growing up. And I remember how excited I was wearing them. Um, but it's, they're incredibly expensive, very expensive. And, uh, you have to be like really diligent with them. If you wear them too long, they can really put strain on your eyes and the feeling of taking a dry contact out of your eye I, I, is not, something I would wish on my worst enemy. But the plus side is that you don't have to wear glasses and you can't notice them on your eye. It's, it's amazing technology, you know, technology inventions, but I, it's not something I do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever worn them? BK? No, I was just saying, I've got pretty good vision. I've got really decent vision, except I could tell it's deteriorating. And over the mm-hmm. past two years of sitting in the dark with all of these monitors and neon lights, because I love that they you have to have a neon light right in my face here. Thank you, people. Um, Designers. 
Thank you, designers. Uh, didn't really think about the night shift person. It looks cool, though. Uh, <laughs> it looks cool, which is important for the radio, remind you. And how, how cool it looks for the listeners. Yeah, with that being said, you can tell I haven't decided what I'm going to do when the damage is finally done to my eyes with all of this light hitting my face from in here. Uh, whether I'm going to do contacts or glasses, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'll have to see. I don't know how the bald and the glasses will work. I don't know. So, Howie Mandela, man. Yeah. Well, that's how my kids refer to both of you. Is it the bald one or the Harry Potter one? Very <laughs> Um, the so I got contacts about a year and a half ago. It's my first time ever in my life, and they gets worse and worse and worse always. Like I think it's like a scam. I think they're just like, yeah, put these yeah. on, and then you'll keep having coming coming back and spending more money always. Like I don't know. I'm starting to not believe in the process, but I've never had to wear contacts. Apparently, you have to clean them. Don't sleep with them. Apparently, you can't leave them in for like a month at a time. That would be a problem for me. Now, this is not what a California woman was doing with her contacts. She was not cleaning them. She was not taking them out. And this is going to get nasty. Dr. Katerina Curtiva is an ophthalmologist with the California Eye Associates. She told ABC7 that her patient came in complaining of pain and blurriness. And the doctor looked in her eyes and quickly figured out the problem. The patient was forgetting to take out her contacts lenses. Let me read that again. The patient was forgetting to take out her contacts. So what does that mean? You would think, like going to bed, waking up in the morning, oh, my eyes hurt. The patient was forgetting to take out her contact lenses. She was remembering to put them in. That means Dr. Kateva removed from the lady's eye 23 lenses. Oh. So every morning she would put in a new lens and then at the end of the day, she would forget to take them out. Tomorrow morning, another new lens. Kurtiva spoke to Eyewitness News about the procedure and told them it's, uh, how it's possible for someone to actually get 23 contact lenses stuck in one eye. You know, I saw her one more time and she's still baffled by it all. Uh, but really what happens um, as we wear contact lenses for many years, over 20 to 30 years, our cornea, which is the most sensitive part of the eye, becomes desensitized, which is essentially a protective feature because otherwise you'll be really bothered by everyday contact lens wear. It, after all, it is a foreign body in your eye. So when the cornea loses uh, sensitivity, it's sort of an adjustment, but at the same time, you don't feel when something is really wrong as acutely. Also, in her case, um, she is our senior patient, and there's a lot of facial changes going on, uh, including a loss of periocular fat cushion. So the pocket of the upper lid becomes really deep. So in her case, all those uh, contact lenses were able to hide like a stack of pancakes really far deep inside in the least sensitive part of the eye. Her contact lenses were able to hide like a stack of pancakes uh, in her eyelid. I think I'm going to eat waffles from now on after hearing that. This could be the next big thing, though, online in the reels. Because, like, taking out contact lenses is a video. Because some of those videos are really, really gross, right? Yeah. Pimple popping. Uh, I was my son watching just the other day. What was that? Yeah, pimple popping, ingrown hair removal. People oh, really like stop. watching those. I don't. The, it's disgusting. The pimples, the blackheads, and the pimples. So Pat disgusting. Blackheads. Yeah, it's, it's going to become like a TikTok challenge or something. It's like, how many contact lenses could you put in your eye? Don't how do many that. Tide pods yeah, can you put not. in your eye? 
do not do, do not that. I'm not that. endorsing it. I don't endorse anything on TikTok or anything you yeah, kids do. I just don't endorse. Yeah, the hair ones, the ingrown hair videos are gross. Oh, I forget what other one. I said to him, I said, oh, you'd probably like those pimple popping videos. No. He's like, oh, I love those things. Oh. oh, it's like I can't unsee that stuff. Yeah, give me the heebie-jeebies. Well, there you go. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for waking up with the shift, and we're talking about popping pimples. Sorry about that. This is the Shift Podcast. What is the most expensive thing in your life? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be the highest number, but it needs to be the most expensive thing in your life. Now, inflation technically cools a little bit, but that's only because it was sky high. That's like being really excited that your gas only cost you a buck seventy. Still not okay, right? Here's a look at a piece from Ross Lord at how some people are fighting to stay out of debt, the fears of recession, and what could fuel another rise in gas prices. The longer inflation stays high, the more stress piles up on Erin McCullough, a single mother of three young children. Everything that you bring in and that you work harder, it just seems that the world gets a little bit harder and makes it harder for some of that to go in your pocket. To keep from drowning in debt, McCullough shops around. She works two jobs and she goes without. Anything really, movies, meals, um, uh, leisure things, going out, maybe going away to a hotel for a weekend or um, uh, the summer vacations are pretty local now. A compounding impact that's being felt everywhere. <coughs> Feed Nova Scotia is distributing a million dollars worth of food every month to its community food banks more than it's ever needed to before. Pasta. Um, uh, we got rolled oats, uh, peanut butter. What worries me is not only that we have more people going hungry, more people needing food, but it's also the mental wellness, or frankly the lack of it, that runs in parallel with these trends. Year over year, food prices increased in September to more than 11%, the fastest escalation in 41 years. Analysts who blamed everything from pandemic-related supply chain problems to so-called greedflation say another factor is emerging, the Canadian dollar's low exchange rate. When you look at the list of items that have actually gone up by more than 2% in the last month, those items are most commonly imported from abroad. And, and when they're imported, of course, you have to negotiate in American dollars. To try to cool inflation, the Bank of Canada is widely expected to keep increasing interest rates. But some economists suggest an erratic global energy market could drive fuel prices even higher. Some say a recession is not just possible, it's almost a given. There's a lot of uncertainty over the outlook. Uh, we think the recession can be mild. It's not, uh, it's not necessarily going to be a dark and ugly one just yet. But I think going forward, um, we have to be very careful. For Aaron McCullough, it's easier said than done. Up. Everything is up. Everything. The pressure is still on, and it's anyone's guess when relief will arrive. Ross Lord, Global News, Halifax. So what are you paying the most for? Like, what is the most expensive thing in your life? 877-399-9898. I want to call it out. I want to call out all the expensive things so we can hear... What uh, what really has you down? It's the one item that really, when you have to pay for it, you kind of groan. You're like, oh, don't want to pay for this too much. Not worth it. Just not worth it. 
877-399-9898. That is our phone number here on the shift. And, uh, some text message coming in here. We've got dollars, 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 lots of dollars. Insurance, home, and auto. Now, I don't find that the home insurance is so wild. The insurance in general is becoming more and more scammy. The lack of, uh, I don't know, lack of control in all these things is mind-blowing to me. That, you know, the no-fault insurance that someone else can hit you, and then it's you still pay for your half. But things that Canadians pay more for, here's some ideas. Uh, air travel, uh, we pay more for air travel than most other countries. Cell phones, we pay for more for cell phones than other countries. And healthcare, we actually pay more for than more other countries. Now, that excuses the United States because theirs is just like skyrocketing, but we still pay for healthcare. It's not free. We pay for it in some fashion with your fees, right? Uh, 877-399-9898. What is the most expensive thing in your life that's not worth it? Let's go to Wes, who's uh, heading towards Red Deer. No, Are you coming I'm from Calgary? Rock. No, uh, I went to Calgary and Edmonton. Now I'm on my back to Red Deer. Now I'm on my way to Rocky. Wow, that's quite the trip. Wes, is that a normal thing for you for a night at work? Five nights a week. Really, hey? It's quite that's the route. 800. 867 kilometers a day. Wow. And then are you, what are you driving? Uh, well, when I go to Calgary and Edmonton, I pull turnpikes and then single out the Rockies back. <laughs> That's wild. Anyway, uh, thanks thanks for this, Wes. What is the, uh, I'm, you're driving this much. I have a sneaking suspicion I could guess what your most expensive thing is. Uh, what's, what it's is not, it? It's not fuel. Really? It, uh, yeah. Like I fueled up on Monday. In Red Deer, gas is dollar sixty nine nine. I paid a dollar forty nine, forty point nine. Well, that's and a nice discount. Easy, it's easy to do. All you have to do is go on UFA's website, order a fuel link card. They'll send it to you with your name on it. You go to the fuel pumps, you put it in, pull it out, and it asks you for your payment, either debit or credit card. And uh, yeah, I paid a dollar forty point nine on Monday. I love it. That's wonderful. Wes, I also use UFA. It's Now, it's not in every province. It's not everywhere, but it's like the bulk fuels scenario. Yeah. And well, uh, although I, w- I did speak to um, I did speak to the, the, the guy at the UFA because I was in there buying a couple things inside the store, and he did say that there are so many people that have been applying for cards uh, from their UFA anyway that they were weeks behind in getting cards made because there's so many people doing exactly what you're doing, Wes. Oh, yeah, and I just got a company corporate fuel card from UFA this morning. And one of the guys I work, yeah, sir. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know what uh, one of the drivers went over on his way home, came back, and let me know what the corporate rate is 120 point times. No, really? Yeah, so that's a that's bulk. Just a show. Well, that's and that's bulk fuels, that's a discount. So that goes to show how much money they're making. Exactly. Well, UFA decided that, you know, everybody's paying too much in Alberta. We're only going to charge you what you should be charged, and that's why they're doing this. 
Uh, they so do a good job adult. at UFA. They invest heavily in their local uh, communities as well, and um, and they they know the amount of volume. Kind of like a Costco theory, right? They know the volume they're going to do, and because they do so much on the bulk fuels and delivery, that it seems to me that they 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 just they're going to say, well, we'll give you a deal. You bring us the volume, we'll give you the deal, and and they're really investing in the communities, and I like it. I think it's a good opportunity for people. So do I. Yeah, you bet. All right, let's drive safe. Uh, okay, bud. Oh, sorry, you have more? Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, two other things. The most expensive thing is adult kids that won't move out of the house. Very fair. And uh, uh, on Millennium on the radio, he was talking about money. Uh-huh. And paper quarter. Paper quarter. It's called a shin plaster. And, yeah, really? I have one. It's worth about 100 bucks. Really? Paper quarter. Yeah, it's not. The one I have is... My grandfather had it, and all of us kids got one. Uh, and yeah, uh, they're not in very good shape. But the one I got, I looked it up. It's about worth a hundred bucks. Really, very cool. Had no idea. And one huh. more quick thing: Have you seen the wild horses yet? The wild horses? Yes, because uh, about a year ago you said you wanted to see wild horses. Oh no! Wow, I can't believe you remember that. That's amazing. I have not seen wild horses yet. Well, one of these days we're going to meet out in Sundry, and I'll take you and I'll show you all the wild horses. Amazing. Uh, Sundry is one of the most beautiful places. Um, the town itself is a typical small town, but just the, the scenery and topography of the area and everything else is just absolutely stunning. Hey, Wes, you drive safe, okay, brother? You bet. Have a good night, Jane. You too, bud. There you go. Wes is uh, driving towards Rocky right now, heading into the foothills of the mountains. That's amazing. All of that information, stunning, right? Uh, the kids, probably the most expensive. Uh, Lucas from uh, Mississauga says the most expensive is his wife. I hope that doesn't get you in trouble. What is the most expensive thing in your life? 877-399-9898. Let's go to Surrey and say hi to Vin. Oh, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Good, yeah. Uh, this may seem a little mundane, but... Uh... My son, uh, he signed up for, like, a Google storage account, like, a year ago. And then, you know, like, about six months ago, I don't know what he did, but he got banned or something. Um, oh, and he's trying to phone uh, Google, try to cancel the account because he's banned. So I don't know what kind of stupid thing he did. We've been paying <laughs> $5 a month uh, right. storage fee or, uh, you know, like, a storage monthly fee that when he's not even using because he got banned and it's on my wife's credit card so right. i told my wife you know my son can't get a hold of google or cancel cancel his account he's getting charged for something we don't even use i just told my wife you know just cancel the credit card so they won't charge yeah, change the credit card i can tell you a little secret i went through that once van it was very sim- similar just call your credit card company and tell them that you've got a disputed uh um charge and it, and if you get a good customer service person they won't even put it through as that they will actually just send you a new card and then they can't run it through anymore 8773999898 what is the most expensive thing in your world right now not necessarily the highest number but what is the most expensive thing i'm Shane Hewitt it's the shift judy's in north vancouver hey jude hi What's most expensive for you? Um, rent. Yeah. What, what is it about rent that makes it expensive for you? I mean, expensive, uh, Judy, when I say expensive, I always feel like, you know, you can feel like, um, 
$200 in groceries could be a deal, but $20 for uh, renting a movie could be expensive. So why is rent expensive for you? Is it the dollars or is it just not worth it's it for what you're getting? Because I only get 2000 on my pension. Oh, you've and got my, fixed income. Yep. And uh, the rent just keeps going up. What's, um? can we talk about the numbers? Would you share that with us, Judy, just so okay. we can get... Okay, and so $2,000 is your pension. Yeah, and my rent's 1400 Oh, man. So then 600 bucks left over. Right. And that 600 has got to cover my utilities. So that's not included in your rent. Okay. That's right. The groceries. And because I'm, I'm confined pretty much to home, I have to have things delivered. Yep. And I had to let my credit card go because I couldn't make the interest anymore. Yeah. You know, so now it's cash only. So if I need need anything that isn't doesn't have delivery, I'm up a creek because I can't get. All right, you, know, you just anything, can't do it. Can't can't get anything through like Uber Eats or anything like that. <laughs> now this might be a bit of a stretch for you uh, to do, but it is worth noting that if you did have fifty dollars or something, that you could get a Visa card and put the $50 on the Visa card. Now, it's not going to work for you in the big picture because there's usually a fee attached to that, yep. a $5, like, you know, activation fee or something. But at least it would give you a backup plan in case there was an emergency and you needed to use a credit card. That might help. It's not going to help in the numbers, though. Yeah. See, I already got my notice this month for my rent because I owe some back rent. Yep. And uh, I, I I put that in a, a thing into the rental slip. To uh, you know, like dispute it to kind of stall for time. Yeah. And the furthest they would let it go would be the fifteenth of November. Wow. And, uh, oh my goodness, that's not very far. <laughs> no, it's not very far. Hey, so Judy, um, you know this must be heavy on your shoulders and on your heart, hey? Oh yeah, because I've lived here for over thirty years. Yeah. In the same apartment. How much was rent when you started there? Do you remember? Uh, actually, I didn't pay rent when I first moved in here. I came in oh. as a manager. Oh, wow. Um, so do you remember rent. What, what rent was like then or what, when you started paying rent? Like what, uh, what was... I think, well, when I started paying rent, um, I think it was about 600 a month. Huh. Wow. So, uh, that's wild. Uh, Judy, thank you so much for sharing with us. That's pretty open-hearted. I appreciate it. Yeah. Pretty rough. So. It sounds very rough. I wish you the best. Thank you, Judy. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Judy's in North Vancouver. There you go. $2,000 fixed income, 1400 bucks in rent, and not including utilities, food, and everything else. Boy, that gets gobbled up quickly. 877-399-9898. What is the most expensive thing in your life? Let's go to Darlene, who is in Manitoba. You know, the most expensive thing for me right now as a senior Is Is there a particular grocery item that gets you the most over then? Like, is it fresh vegetables? Is it the meat department? What what gets you the most? Yeah, it's fresh vegetables. It's uh, the meat department. It's uh, trying to get there on the bus and then take a taxi home. It's it's very expensive, and I live on a limited income. Yeah. So everything to do with getting groceries, I hear, Darlene, is expensive for you. Is there something that you've had to give up, Darlene, with cost for the time being? 
Yes, I had to move out of my apartment. I couldn't afford the rent there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I moved in with my son, and we share a house. Mm-hmm. Is and, it working? Um, I heard you talking about Netflix. It's $19 a month. I'm going to give that up now. Can't yeah. afford that. It, it's amazing. just really, really expensive for everything and it's getting worse uh it is getting worse thank you very much darlene is in manitoba uh, living with a family member i hope that makes it easier a couple of other things that that we pay for more in canada than other countries like the most is also milk gasoline diesel all the motor fuels housing costs like rent you're hearing this right from darlene and everyone else from judy so if we pay and if you think about all the politics around this healthcare political right we pay the most air travel somewhat political we pay the most cell phones we pay the most hands down that conversation is very political dairy and all of the dairy things milk we pay the most gasoline you know, the prime minister was on TV talking about how these democracies need to not rely on autocracies and all these dictators for their oil and gas when he's the reason why some of those democracies have to rely on autocracies and dictators for oil and gas. Like He's the reason, single-handedly, with the work he's done, right? And yet every single thing that we pay the most for on this list is uh, is exactly the stuff that that we talk about, but nothing gets done. David is on the road. Where are you, David? Uh, right now, I'm just out of uh, 22X, south of uh, or east of Chesterfield. Oh, very good. I, All I, right, I, so tell me, uh, tell me, David, what's the most expensive thing in your life? I live in a little town north of Bicycle, and, mm-hmm. and for me, it's property tax, 1800 really? a year. Uh-huh. How and much? Have, I live 1800 a year for property taxes. Okay. That's my single biggest expense. Next to gasoline, of course. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I live in a little town of about 650 people. We have nothing in this town, and the property taxes are ridiculous. A neighbor of mine who has an actual real house, I live in a modular home, and uh, her, hers is $5,000 a year. Wow. When I lived in Carstairs... I used to live in Carstairs, just uh, north and, and west of you, and it was over $4,000 for my place there. And, and, and there's, nothing, there's nothing there, right? Oh, it's a, it's, it does well. It's got some small business. Some, it's, it's bigger than yours. It's just about 4,000 people now, I think. Um, you know, there's a stoplight, though. A couple of liquor stores. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a big place. Yeah, no, I hear you, David. Thanks very much for the call. Drive safely, my friend. Eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. What is the most expensive thing in your life right now? Doesn't have to be the most costly, but most expensive for what you're getting. Craig is in Niagara. Hey, Craig. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, father of three. I got two young drivers. Car insurance is crushing me right now. Yeah. How much do you pay? How old are your drivers? And how much do you pay? Uh, I have a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old and myself with a very good record, my wife with a very good record, and it's pretty much 650 a month. Okay, so do you know how much you're paying for each kid separately? Um, my oldest, who happens to be a male, it works out to uh, pretty close to $90 a week. I It sickens me whenever I look at the numbers, but it, for him it's $90 a week. 
Okay, so and 360 bucks a, small, a month, roughly? Yeah. We're in a small okay. community, so you have to drive to go anywhere. Right. And, yeah, like, honestly, that's a, that's a big lump to come out every month. What's the 17-year-old's cost? Do you know? Um, being that she's a female, if 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 it was reversed where she was the, pri- the the older of the two, like if my daughter was older, my son, she would be a better price than what my uh, son would be. She's uh, she's I think want to say about twenty five hundred a year, and again, she hardly even drives. So right. So mine, if this helps and you for word- contrast, Craig, just to before we move on, is that so my son is seventeen, my daughter is sixteen. And my son is $243 a month with no collision. My daughter is $235 a month with no collision on their cars. You know what? And actually, that is one thing I will say. We got a deal on a car, and we did actually put collision on it. So that would be one reason why our cost is a little higher. Yeah, but, I mean, it's collision, right? Like, you, you, you my son's car is probably worth $8,000. My daughter's car, I think, is $7,000. And, um, and if they wreck those cars, you know, they're not that, I mean, that they've taken their own, they got a gift from their grandmother, um, and they bought those cars and then there's no backup plan if they wreck those cars. But, but that, I, I failed to add, that's only three cars. They're the, the two kids that are driving are currently sharing a car. So it's not oh, like, wow. yeah. It's yeah. terrible. And, and the it's terrible, is, Craig. One part that sickens me is. Being that they're on our policy, if either one of them are in an accident, they get dinged and we also get dinged. That's one thing we did differently here uh, in Alberta versus your stuff in Niagara is that we put on the advice of my insurance. And now it could be different because the private and all that stuff, but our kids each have their own policy. And in order to do monthly payments, we have to secure the payment. But aside from that, they are on their own policy which also means that indemnifies me if they go and do something and get like a $3 million lawsuit, they can't come after me in my policy. Um, and it does build their credit, which I'm not a big fan of the credit system, but at least it builds it for them. So once they graduate, they will have established credit because of it. So that part benefits it. But really, um, your credit rating affects your insurance payment too, which is another scam with the whole thing, at least out here. Really? I know... Um I think the cost was too great not to have them on our policy. So, yeah, that's unbelievable. Right. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Appreciate it, Craig. Thank Drive you. safely. Okay, yeah. buddy. Have a good morning. Bye-bye. There you go. Craig's in Niagara right there. 877 399 9898. What is the most expensive thing in your life? I was looking up uh, an SUV brand new. I don't know how you guys can afford to buy a brand new car. $77,000 for the car, $1,400 a month for six years. That's unbelievable. Uh, the car is the most expensive thing in my life, according to Denise. Uh, it goes in every month for an oil change, plus other repairs, plus just replace the serpentine belt. Uh, yeah, it adds up real quick. Um, you know what irks me? Fixed income people who are forced to buy multiple purchases to get their groceries. Yeah, no kidding. Um, that's a very good point. Thank you for that. Uh, dog toys. Most expensive thing. I have a Shepherd and a Staffordshire. Uh, Kong's last mere minutes. Oh, that's interesting, right? Those pets, they add up. Um, getting my dog fixed is going to be so expensive. I'm just putting it off at this point because I just, she's going to just be wearing a diaper. She's got to stay away from the boys when her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard.
This is the Shift Podcast. It's time for things to get serious. It's time for Game Showing. It's your game show on the radio. We play for serious points, and serious pride is on the line. Here's your host of Game Showy, Ryan O'Donnell. Oh, well, thank you, Bob. The eyes of Canada are once again back on Ottawa. So today we are going to test your knowledge of our capital city with some good old-fashioned game showy trivia. Now, here's how this all works if you're new to the game showy show. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow, the audience has never sounded so loud. Our contestants are going to pick a question and a difficulty. Today we are playing for beaver tails. Yummy. One beaver tail, the pastry, by the way, not yeah, the I was gonna say it's the pastry. Beaver ta- yeah, right, right. Pastry. Okay, good. Yeah, we're gonna get a Very letter from good. Peter. Yeah. No. No. Um anyway, so we're playing for beaver tails, the ones that you uh eat. Uh one beaver tail is an easy question. Now three is gonna be very hard. If you get the answer right, you hear this. But if you get the question wrong... Now, we have three categories of questions to choose from on this fine edition of Game Show. First up is Ottawa's geography, Ottawa's history, and Ottawa's culture. Now, we also have the text line special, a question that is only for the shift heads. It is hidden right in this show, and one lucky contestant will just stumble across it and could win two points if the answer is correct. Now, when you find it, you're going to hear this incredible sound. Now, just a reminder, only listeners can answer this question. I'm going to ask it now, so get your phones out if you can, and get ready to text your answer. 877-399-9898. 877-399-9898. Here is the text line special question. What city is exactly 532.9 kilometers from Ottawa? Toronto? Montreal? Niagara Falls or St. Catharines? What city is 532 kilometers from Ottawa? Text in your answers and now. All right, 877-399-9898. The reason why you text that in is because when we step on that text line special, your answers will decide if I get the points or BK gets the points or how this works. Let's play a game, shall we, and find out our categories and everything that we need to know in regards to game showing. It was an embarrassing week last week when the category was hockey, and Brendan won. Not that Brendan shouldn't know hockey, he just doesn't. Shane should have. He hasn't heard the end of it. No, he hasn't. Bob? Thanks, Bob. Well, let's see if we can get some... uh some competitive uh, trivia going on here. So Brendan did win last week, which means Shane oh, gets yeah. the first pick of the Brandon. question. A quick reminder, our categories are geography, history, and culture of Ottawa. We're playing for Oof. beaver tails, one being I, easy, three being hard. 
I, I do have one uh, beaver tail question before we start. Can we clarify, please? Yes. Can we choose which flavor of beaver tail when we get the points? Because I really like the avalanche because it's got like the cream cheese and score bits. But at the same time, the brownie is really good. Because can we pick? I think that's fair. I just get the everything, you know, <sighs> just throw it all on top. So that's what I my default is. But if in your head cannon, Shane, you want it to be the avalanche, I'm okay with that. I well, will allow I this. Need motiv- Here's I need the motivation. thing. I don't eat that much sugar. So when I win, I'll just give you my beaver tails. Shane, when I get the questions right, which will happen a lot. Sweet. So, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get started then, gentlemen. All right. So I go first. Is that what you just said? I wasn't listening. You yeah. go <sighs> first. Okay. I'm going to start with uh, geography for one beaver tail. We're going conservative here. A geography for one beaver tail. Shane, here is your question. Ottawa is named after the Ottawa River, which in turns comes from an indigenous word meaning Ottawa with a D. What does that word mean? To eat, to trade, to live, or to hunt? Well, I'm going to go all Hudson's Bay on you and probably say that that's to trade, Ryan. To trade is, yes, very correct, yes. Is one of the places where the beaver trading industry all began, which is one of the reasons why we're talking about beaver tails. Yummy. Sweet. I mean the food. Uh, there you go. One beaver tail for Shane. Very good. Brendan Kelly, classic. you're up next. Where are we I going? Classic. Yeah, the classic. Yeah. This is Shane goes to Ottawa like, well, like every other week too. So I think he's got an unfair <laughs> advantage here. I've been to you Ottawa should show up to our times. meetings in the daytime more often, Brendan Kelly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You would get a little bit of an advantage. Well, this is how it starts. Hey, what do you want to do for game show this week? Yeah. You were just in Ottawa, Ryan. Why don't we do Ottawa? Well, BK never goes to no. Ottawa. I know it's perfect, I, and then we move that's, along. That's that sounds perfect. like collusion yeah. to me. That 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 definitely is textbook <laughs> collusion right there. And no, my free time is still worth more than the game showy crowd. So I'm just gonna ouch. Yeah, Oof. you guys collude. Um, uh, let's go with culture for one. Culture for one. Brendan Kelly, which Canadian actor was born in Ottawa? John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, Rachel McAdams, or Rick Moranis? Oh, well, that is easy. It's Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yes, it is. Very nice. Very good. Dan Aykroyd was born on July 1st, Canada Day, in the Ottawa Hospital, which is kind of cool. He grew up in ottawa and his dad fun fact was a civil engineer and he worked as a policy advisor to prime minister pierre trudeau did not know that right i feel like we need a beaver tail slap when we get it right you know i should have thought dang i'm kind of mad i didn't think of that but then it would sound like you're a slap to the face every time you got a question right yeah well and and um because it's ottawa can when we start sparring can we start saying mr speaker yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, yeah. Uh the uh, representative from Vancouver. <laughs> okay, it's uh it's game showy right now. Our categories are geography, history, and culture. We're playing for beaver tails, the dessert, and the score is one beaver tail, Shane, one beaver tail, Brendan. I'm going to go for history, but I'm gonna raise the water level. And go with two beaver tails. Well, two beaver, beaver tails. dam. I was trying to 
No? No. I, All I right, was way the, too uh, deep before I realized it didn't work. Yeah. Okay, you're getting close. Okay, would the honorable member from uh, Airdrie West please answer this question? The okay. Chateau Laurier, the beautiful hotel that sits just beside the uh, Parliament Hill, is said to be haunted by the founder of the company that built it, Charles Melville Hayes. How did he die? Did he Ooh. fall down the elevator shaft? Drown in the Rideau Canal? A construction accident in the hotel? Or did he go down with the Titanic? Uh, what was his name again? Charles Melville Hayes. Uh, Charles? Charles. Uh, well, okay, so full transparency. One of the most surprising things for me in Ottawa was how many people spoke French. And so really? right before there, really? I was like, do it's I read right this there. in French or English? So It's like yeah. Quebec is like... It's, it's right. You oh, can hey, see it. Quebec. Yes, yeah. it's over there. I live in Alberta. There's not a lot of... That's true. Like, well, there's pockets of very French communities. So that was a surprise to me. It was a welcome surprise. Right. I love hearing it. So there you go. All There's right. why. So Charles Melville Hayes. Yes, I, how uh, did he die? Well, I don't know because I would have thought he would have choked on a beaver tail. <laughs> oh, gosh. You uh. should be disqualified for your bad humor tonight. <laughs> That's really good. I Unparliamentary language. Unparliamentary. Yeah, Mr. Speaker. I also want to pick C because it has a typo and it's construction accident. Um, Mr. Speaker, come fell on. down elevator, sh- elevator shaft, drowned in the Rideau construction accident, or went down on the Titanic. But he was the founder of the company that built the Chateau Laurier. Yep. Well, I guess that I don't know my history enough to know what came first, the Chateau Laurier or the Titanic sinking. Because uh, how could he build the Chateau Laurier and go down on the Titanic? He would have had to successfully make it here at some point, wouldn't he? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, I don't even know if there was elevators back then. So I'm going to go with a construction accident, please, Ryan Adal. A construction accident is accident. incorrect. Mm. I'm sorry. Now, Brendan Kelly has five seconds to steal the answer. He knows it. Oh, that's not the one. That's the wrong one. They're right next to each other. There's a lot of buttons here. There's okay. a lot of buttons. Um, a lot of five yeah. seconds. And also, yeah. I need all of those again because I don't want... <laughs> all right. I don't know. Just, uh, he, you said the elevator shaft, right? You know, he said construction accident. Okay, I'll go, with the elevator. I'll go with the elevator shaft then. The elevator right. shaft is also incorrect. No, <sighs> he went down with the Titanic. He was Get on the ship he... when it sank. What? He built the Laurier went up first, and then he went. He was an incredibly rich person and went on the Titanic because it was the fanciest thing in the world to do, and it sank. And fun fact, some of the hotel's furniture that was going to go back to Canada was on the Titanic when it sank. So there are unfulfilled deliveries at the bottom of the Atlantic right now. So Leonardo um, DiCaprio haunts the Chateau Laurier. Yes. Yes, he does. There you go. Incorrect. So that uh, we're still tied at one beaver tail apiece. I'm also going to just quickly uh, remind everyone of the text line special question as we heard the sound there. The question is, there it is. What city is 532.9 kilometers from Ottawa? Is it? Toronto, Montreal, Niagara Falls, or St. Catharines? That is a question for the listeners only. Gentlemen, you can't answer that when we find it randomly through into the show. If the listeners are right, you get some two points. I like the beaver tails. Okay, so your turn there, BK. 
All right, so nobody got that. We're still tied at one. Uh, let's go with culture for two. Culture for two. Culture scares fun me. Fun fact. Here's a, you're going to learn a fun fact about this, but first, here's the question. How many Canadian flags are used every year on top of the Peace Tower? Is it above or below 150? Um... Since you made this question, it's probably above, because that's <laughs> what. Oh, you oh, oh, great speaker uh, member from yeah, it's West probably Vancouver. above because you you like to make questions where you know where it's like uh, it's big, it's interesting, it's a lot. Right. So I I think it's above because I don't okay, think you so would make it if it was less. If that you're just, just joining us here. <laughs> We, Brendan and I love to pick apart the psychology of yeah. Ryan because he is so really predictable. Weird. It's crazy. So let's yeah, find really out. Weird. Is it above or below 150? Is he this predictable? What's the answer? It's above. It's above. It's correct. <laughs> the <laughs> member from was correct. 260, in fact. Every weekday, the Canadian flag on top of the Peace Tower is replaced. Every weekday. Oh, weekday. In fact, you can get on a waiting list to get one of those flags for free, one per household. Just one problem. The waiting list is currently over 100 years. Oh. Yeah, so worth asking, sorry. though. It's worth asking. Yeah, you might get lucky. Okay. All there right. So uh, that puts BK up three to one. And so I'm going to go with geography and uh, for two, uh, Beaver Tales, please ride. Well, the honorable member from Airdrie just stumbled across the one, the only of the text line special. We are going to the honorable members of the country to find out if you get the two points that are attributed to the text line special. The question was, what city? The question was, what city is 532 kilometers from Ottawa? The potential answers were Toronto, Montreal, Niagara Falls, and St. Catharines. We got a lot of texts, a lot of texts on this. There is a uh, there was a little bit of a hint, but we'll get to that now. Uh, eliminating first is Montreal. Montreal is not the correct answer. There's a couple of texts on Montreal. Montreal is actually quite close to Ottawa. A couple hours. Next up was Toronto. Toronto is rather afar from Ottawa, so that is hours. not correct. A few hours. Yep. Which leaves two cities, which are very close to each other, St. Catharines and Niagara Falls. And overwhelmingly on the text line was the correct answer, which was Niagara Falls. Yes, I see you, Denise, Trucker Dan, bunch of calls from Calgary. Yes, Niagara Falls is 532 kilometers away from Ottawa. Shane, you get the two Deaver Tales thanks to the listeners. Yay. I like it. Okay, so we are tied 3-3. It's the shift. I'm Shane Hewitt. I'm in Calgary. Ryan's in Calgary. Brennan Kelly's in Vancouver. We're playing for Beaver Tales. I think I'm going with the Avalanche. I think that's the one. There is a chocolate, yep. like a Nutella and banana one that's really that good. looks good. really good. That one's yeah. really good. So I, I haven't decided one. which ones I'm going to get. So anyway, BK, your turn. Oh, yeah. It's my turn. Uh, okay, so we're tied. So I'll just go with uh, three. Um, three. Um, all the threes are available. Uh, let me see. History, geography, culture. History. History for three. Ottawa is known for its tulips. 
hundreds of thousands of tulips that overlook the Rideau and Parliament Hill. But Canada did not grow those flowers at first. They were given to us. What nation sent us the delivery of flowers? Is it the United States, Belgium, Japan, or the Netherlands? Well, uh, let me see. It wasn't the United States. They don't really give anyone anything. Uh, <laughs> no, I can say that as an American. They just—they don't, yeah. they don't even know we exist. They're like, what, Canada? What? Canada, oh, Canada. That's a state, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think Japan is really renowned for their tulips. They're more cherry blossoms. Yeah, the cherry blossoms. They gave, uh, I believe, they gave Vancouver some cherry blossoms. I believe they, they came from Japan. You. Yeah. Are you crossing Thank the you. aisle right now, Yeah, Shane? you're crossing the aisle. No, I'm not. Welcome. I'm not. I need a majority over here. Um, yeah. Let's see. So that's Belgium or the Netherlands. I'll go with the Netherlands. The Netherlands. The Netherlands. That is correct. Yes. 1945. The Dutch royal family sent 100,000 tulip bulbs to Ottawa in gratitude for Canada sheltering the queen and her family from the Nazis during World War II, and as well, Canada's role in liberating the Netherlands from Nazi occupation in the Second World War. And that's one of the reasons why our relationship between the two countries is so very strong. There you have it. It is five to three. All right, so uh, I've got to get a three-point question. Uh, It would be six to three there. I grew up always using a calculator. Um. (laughs) <laughs> let's go with all right so i gotta go three points the only two choices of the categories of three point beaver tails left is culture or geography i'm going to go with uh i'm gonna go with geography because i've been there geography. a lot so i feel like i can find okay. my way you know down from hunt club down towards okay. maryvale i figure well, this, i can do that this is this is a pretty tough question shane oh boy what city on earth has the exact same latitude as ottawa Oh, God. Is it Venice, Italy, Barcelona, Spain, Liverpool, England, or Tokyo, Japan? What city has the same latitude as Ottawa? Hmm. You know, when I moved to Sudbury, I always found it weird when they always talked about how, you know, going south to Sudbury, but in Ontario, you go north to Sudbury, right? Because so much of Ontario is south of Canada. Yeah, it sticks. It goes down. It goes down. Yeah. It sticks down. Yeah, it sticks way down there. Yeah, and so that's always weird. Okay, anyway, that's off topic, Shane. You're distracting. Yeah. Okay, what city has the same latitude as Ottawa? Venice, Italy, Barcelona, Barcelona. Gotta say Barcelona, Barcelona, Spain, right, and Liverpool. That's probably not good. England or Tokyo, Japan. I'm going to go with. I'm almost tempted to go with Japan. But I feel like Japan's more north. I feel like it's more Vancouver-y. So, uh, and Barcelona, Spain's got to be further south. Now that I'm realizing my geography of Europe is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I will go with, I'm going to go with Venice because it is a wild guess and it's the only one I haven't said so far. Well, you know what? Two things that Ottawa and Venice share are canals. There's a hint, and that is indeed the correct answer. Venice sits on the same latitude as Ottawa. 
we got the short end of the stick on the uh, climate on that one. And Ottawa also has the same latitude as Portland, Oregon, which is really weird, but that's, you know, the well, southern tip. And they say it's up north, but see, it's further south than everything else. It, it is. There you go. Down up north there. Well, right. the, uh, we, okay. it seems that we have bipartisan support here because uh, for the first time ever, we have a tie in game showy. Well, we should uh, go down to this last question here and do it yeah. real quick. I, don't okay. I, guess. Yeah, I thought do that it. put him in the lead by one. No, well, Brian's math no, You guys is are wrong. tied. You guys oh. got tied. Okay, okay, real quick. Uh, I'm going to give it to whoever raises their hand first and can answer the question first uh-huh. in the tiebreaker right. round. Okay. What Canadian First Nation is Ottawa built on? Is it the Algonquin, Mississauga, oh. Ojibwe, or Cree? See, you didn't look at us. You were still reading both our hands. I was still up. reading. I was still reading. But I looked up and I saw Brendan's hand up first. Yeah. I did see Brendan's that hand one's go up. Pretty uh, easy. The, the it's the Algonquin region. I mean, the park and everything is right there. <laughs> and the college, Come yeah, on, and right? the college, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Well, that is yes, that is correct. Yes, that is the correct answer. I don't think you can do it that way anymore because one of us can turn our, the other guy's microphone off. Just saying, and that's, <laughs> that's the true. technical yeah, director who is um, down in <laughs> Vancouver. So, <laughs> taking full advantage of all the scenarios here. All right, um, there it is. That's game showing. Our winner tonight is Shane. Because Brendan doesn't eat sugar and got one more beaver tail. When this game started, Brendan committed that he would give all the beaver tails to Shane, which means that Shane ends up with 13 beaver tails, diabetes, and Brendan has none. Get your beaver <laughs> spader neutered. <laughs> oh, dear. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. 